You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. We have been dealing with blessing consciousness. And we'll stay on that part. This is part three. Blessing consciousness. There are certain things we've established from when we started the first episode. We've been reading scriptures about blessing. And I've explained, I think I was reading from John chapter 3, verse 3. In John 3, 3, Jesus made a statement. There was a conversation going on between Jesus and Nicodemus. And I want us to read it together. John chapter 3, verse 3. It says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And I explained to you that from that statement, Jesus was implying that the kingdom can be seen. But the word used to explain see in the Greek is idol, which also means to know. Glory to God. And so, in essence, he's talking about a consciousness. That when you get born again, you are brought into a new consciousness of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Now, when we started, I explained that someone can be alive but is unconscious if you are sleeping you might be in a place but you're not conscious of what's happening around you and that there are different levels of consciousness how many of you remember that we established that i won't have the opportunity to share this next sunday so i can as well finish it today so there are different levels of consciousness it means that you can be less conscious and you can be more conscious hello and now I'm saying that when it comes to the blessing, the believer's role is to be conscious of the blessing in such a way that it affects how he thinks, it affects how he talks, and it affects how he acts. I don't know if this has happened to you. Where you are looking for something that is in your hand. Amen. Has it happened to you before? Alright. So you are looking for it. Alright. Oh, where is my, where's my microphone? Where is my microphone? Where is my microphone? But it is in your hand. What happened to you? At that moment. You are not conscious. It is present. But you are not conscious. And as long as you are not conscious of it. You are not making the most of it. Is that not so? Okay. Now there are many believers that... The scripture had already said to us, according to Ephesians 1 verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had, he didn't say who will, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Then in verse 4 it says, according as, 
He has chosen us in Him. That means that the same way He chose us is the same way He blessed us. Hallelujah. So we are blessed. Glory to God. Can they do something about the sound? Amen. Amen. We are blessed. Now, the believer is supposed to recognize that he is blessed. That recognition. We started by explaining that you should acknowledge it. Hallelujah. That you are blessed. There's an echo. That's what I'm complaining about. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, the point I'm making is you can have something but you're not conscious of it. And there are a lot of Christians they have read their Bible and they've read what the scripture said you are blessed with all spiritual blessings but as long as they're not living conscious of it what happens? It doesn't look like they're blessed. It means that the experience they're having is different from what the word of God said. I did a teaching on television. I was talking about minding the gap. The gap between your experience and what the word of God says. What bridges that gap is consciousness. Everybody say consciousness. When you're conscious of something. You know, one of the... You know, I don't know uh, there are different generations of Christians. You know, many years back when someone gets born again, the first thing they try to teach you, they talk about what they call assurance of salvation. How many of you have heard that? What does assurance of salvation mean? That bringing you to the consciousness of what Jesus Christ has done for you. And as long as you have come to that consciousness, you know what happens? You'll be amazed that this thing that you've come into is a really miraculous life. Without that consciousness, it will look like they're just telling you stories. Am I communicating? That's how it is for the blessing. Now, if you read your Bible, alright, and look through all the patriarchs that walked in the blessing. Abraham, Job, all the patriarchs that something about the blessing of God associated with them, you recognize that they functioned with a consciousness, hallelujah, that they were blessed. Abraham didn't talk like someone that was not blessed. Amen. He didn't think like someone that was not blessed. He didn't act like someone that was not blessed. Every transaction he was involved in, you could see that he knew he was blessed. He was convinced that he was blessed. Are you that convinced? Amen. Are you that convinced? And I said something. I said, most of us are more convinced that there is a cause. That there is some manipulation. That something is wrong with you. We are more convinced of that. Listen, what you are more convinced of is what you will experience. Amen. That's what you are conscious of. Someone can just say, you see, watch, watch. What's, what's today now? Today is what? Sunday. What's the date now? Okay, watch, watch. Before, you see, before every 25th, something bad must happen to me. Amen. Before every 20, you know what? As long as, that's the consciousness. And now, how Satan gets that to happen in your life is to maintain that consciousness. Amen. He maintains that consciousness. He wants you to keep thinking that way. And as long as you maintain that consciousness, the doorway for satanic activity will continue in your life. Now, even if they pray for you, alright, if that consciousness, you don't lose it, 
You know what will happen? It might for a while not show, it will come back again. Because consciousness attracts, amen, what you're conscious of. Am I communicating? Yeah. So, oh, you say, uh, um, I know that, I know that somebody is after our family. Somebody is after our family. Now, I told one brother one time, I said, it doesn't matter who is this somebody that is after your family. I said, the devil that is after your family, Jesus has taken care of him. Is there anybody more powerful than Satan? Amen. Amen. Why will I be afraid of somebody when Satan has been taken care of? Amen. Am I communicating? So, if, so, if you're so conscious, somebody's after our family. Somebody wants to kill me. Somebody wants to... Somebody is a consciousness. Are you listening to me? And as long as that consciousness is there, it opens you up to that experience. And so what Jesus has come to do through His Word is to bring you to a new consciousness. Hallelujah. Where you are conscious of angelic activity. Where you are conscious of being blessed. One of the meanings of being blessed is to be made fortunate. Amen. You are no more unlucky. Hallelujah. Did you hear me? So when you are blessed, you are no more unlucky. You've been made fortunate. That's a blessing. So it means that your own, you know, your, your way is now good. Hallelujah. Your way is good. It is well with you. It falls for you right. Hallelujah. The lines fall to you in pleasant places. That's being blessed. So, that consciousness. And I explained that one of the major ways of developing that consciousness is meditation. How many of you remember that? Alright. You know, I intended to just step into something new, but it just dawned on me that um, I should emphasize this. And I explained what we mean by meditation. Meditation is a means by which you can train your mind and induce a new consciousness. I use a definition. I said meditation is contemplative thinking. To contemplate means a continued attention with intention. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Alright, so if, 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 if I'm contemplating, it means that I'm giving continuous attention to something, but there is something on my mind as I'm giving attention to it. So I'm saying that in that way you develop a new consciousness. In Christianity, we don't meditate the way they meditate in those that do astral projection and those that practice uh, mysticism. No, that's not how we meditate. In those people's meditations, they, 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 they use pictures or images. And no, in our meditation, we say words. Amen. And the words we say are scriptures. Are you listening to me? And then, we don't try to paint pictures. When we say the scriptures, the scripture, one of the, the Greek words for scripture is graphe. That's where we get the word graphic. Graphics. Are you understanding me? So, the scripture will paint a picture in your mind. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The scripture has power. Because there is a spirit behind the word. Amen. So you take that word and you start reading Psalm 1 from verse 1 to 3. And you read it to yourself. I am like a tree planted by rivers of water that bring forth fruit in my season. And my leaves also shall not wither. Whatsoever I lay my hand to do shall prosper. As you keep saying it, that's that one verse. As you keep saying it, the Holy Ghost will paint a new picture. Amen. The picture, see, that is, you now have a new self-image that was imprinted by the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to me? That's how change happens. 
And that's why the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye, be ye, Romans 12, 2, be ye metamorphosed, transformed. That transformation is that new pictures have come inside you. You know, there are some of you that are struggling with certain things. Those things won't stop if the picture inside you has not changed. Am I communicating? They will never stop. What is making that always happen is the picture you carry inside. And so what the Word of God does in meditation, as you stay with the Word of God, you know, most of the time you won't even know it has done something. Your job is just to keep looking at the Scripture. As we behold Him, as with an open face, we are transformed. That means the change is taking place. You might not know that the change is taking place, but after a while you discover that the change has happened. Hallelujah. Your quiet times should be times of giving room for new pictures to come. Hallelujah. So you meditate on scriptures. You have scriptures. You meditate on it. You say it to yourself. Let, let me say, everybody meditates. It's just that some of us meditate on the wrong things. Everybody meditates. When you are, when you are biting your finger and shaking your head, it's a meditation. Huh. Uh, is it how my life will be? That's how I'm going to be suffering this life. You are meditating. You are consolidating the suffering. Amen. Yeah. So now God is teaching you how, listen, some of you have unconsciously made your life difficult. Now he's teaching you how to consciously make your life easy. Amen. Am I communicating? You've unconsciously ignited negative circumstances in your life. Now God is showing you through his word how you can consciously do it. Until that conscious act of meditating on scriptures after a while becomes unconscious. Amen. That's how you live now. Amen. You think of nothing apart from the word of God. That's what God was teaching Joshua in Joshua 1.8. If you read Deuteronomy 34.9, the spirit of God, the spirit of wisdom had already come upon Joshua because Moses had laid his hands on him. But God knew that if the pictures that Joshua has about himself are not the right pictures, Joshua will fail even if they have laid hands on him. Am I communicating? So he said, look, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do. The key thing was that he was not telling him three things to do. I've thought on this before. He wasn't telling him meditate, observe to do. No. He was saying that when you meditate, it will make you do. Amen. He said, this book of law shall not depart on man. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe. That thou, that, that, those three words. That thou mayest. Are you understanding me? The way that you will observe to do is because you were meditating. Amen. Amen. That thou mayest observe to do. Some of you are trying to observe to do when you have not meditated. There will be no power to do. Amen. Are you listening to me? So, you meditate. You say that scripture over and over again to yourself. Now, we are talking specifically about the blessing. That if you're going to be blessing conscious, you have to meditate on scriptures that tell you you are blessed. We've quoted several scriptures. Galatians 3.13 and 14 is one of them. There are other deeper scriptures. These ones are just the ones on the surface. As a surface for those people that, you know, they said that some people used to go to some streams, some, some rivers, and then they take um, like a sieve, and then they're looking for gold, you know, and all that. Then some people have to dig. So for you, you maybe just want something on the surface. We're giving you those surface scriptures. But when you start studying the word of God, you will see deeper scriptures. Amen. That paints 
with a heavier stroke amen on your soul upon your heart upon your mind about the fact that you are blessed but i quoted galatians three thirteen for a reason he said christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law all right being made a curse he was made a curse so you now as you keep reading the scriptures and meditating on 13 and 14 you now see that christ has been made a curse for me amen so if he is a curse for me there's no curse upon my life amen then verse 14 says that the blessing of Abraham. So, I have the blessing of Abraham. You start looking at what were the, 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 the outcomes or the effects of the blessing of Abraham. Then that image is what you now carry. So, you, you know what happens? You start thinking like you're blessed. You start talking like you're blessed. You start acting like you're blessed. That means that you're now controlled, influenced by a blessing consciousness. Am I communicating? Alright, so meditation is key. I've talked about that earlier. Now, you must have a regular routine to meditate on scriptures. See, I know that some of us when we were growing up, they taught you um, memory verse. So, you cram verses of scripture. See, they didn't, they, you see, it is a good way to start. But the point is that the ultimate, the reason why you are memorizing verses is that you are supposed to meditate on them. Amen. It's just like someone didn't take you to the full stage of what it is. It just gave you the, the entry point. The scriptures should be inserted. That's why the Bible calls it the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Amen. Some translations use the word the engrafted. Engrafted means you are taking something from outside and you are planting it inside you. Amen. Alright? So, that responsibility is your responsibility. That's why sometimes we listen to messages again and again. Not say, ah, were you not in the service? Why are you listening to it? No, it has to be engrafted. It has to become something that has painted a new picture inside me. So it changes how I, I, I function. You know, all of us respond to our names. Am I communicating? Why? Because when they say John, inside you, you are John. Are you understanding me? Your, your description of John is you. John, the description of John is not a spelling. It's you. Are you understanding me? That's, that is something that's happened to you. Now imagine I'm trying to change your name as an adult. And I say you're no more John. You're now James. It would take a while for me to imprint James upon your soul. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, be conscious of the blessing to the extent that it is now your name. Amen. Are you listening to me? It is now your name. It's now your identity. It's not. So anytime they're talking about a blessed person, you're thinking they're talking about you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Hello? Let me give an example. There is a way somebody will be describing someone. You didn't hear the name, but you say, it's me they're talking about. Alright? They say, oh, well, well, well. He's a one lanky guy, you know, dark. You were overhearing a conversation. Um, I think it's also, as they describe it, it looks like me that they're talking about. Now, when you are blessing conscious, you know what happens? Anytime you're reading scripture, you're like, it's me they're talking about here. Amen. This looks like me. Amen. This looks like me. Rather than when you are saying, ha, 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 and, and, and the kingdom shall fall, you say, hmm, is, is it me this scripture? Why are you always associating yourself with the scriptures of damnation that you associate yourself with the scriptures of blessing? Amen. Am I communicating? What's happening is that your consciousness is speaking. Your consciousness is speaking. 
And I'm saying that you can deliberately develop a blessing consciousness. And listen to me. If there's any other time to have that consciousness, <laughs> this is the best time. Amen. Amen. To know that you are blessed. Because it is that consciousness that gives you the audacity to believe that you are exempted from what is happening to others. Hello? Do you know what it is for the children of Israel to be in Egypt? And plagues upon plagues are coming and they are confident that it is not for them. So there was darkness all over Egypt, but there was light in Goshen. Are we together? It's a consciousness. So they know that uh, whatever is happening, we are not among. It's a consciousness. It's a consciousness that they carry with them. And God wants the believer today to carry that consciousness. I talked about meditation. I would have gone a little further. Let me just establish this. You see... In Romans 8 verse 28. So I'm going to show you a second way to develop consciousness. I've talked about meditation. Let's just talk about a second way. If I have the time. In Romans 8 verse 28. It starts by saying, And we know. <laughs> and we know. And we know. What do we know? And we know. That all things. Amen. Walk together for good to them that love God and to them that are the called according to his purpose. We know. Now the question is, how do we come to that place where we know? Amen. Are we together? That we know is, another way of putting it is that we carry this consciousness. Paul was saying, we carry this consciousness that all things... Work together for good. It doesn't matter what's happening around us. We carry this consciousness that it will work for our good. Now, how did Paul, with the others, come to that consciousness? Romans 8, 26. Amen. We're going to read 26, 27 into 28. In Romans 8, 26, the scripture said, now it's a long read in the sense that the, the talk actually starts maybe four, five, six verses away. Alright, but for the purpose of this, I'll just start from 26. He said, likewise, the Spirit, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, also helpeth our infirmities. One of our infirmities, our shortcomings, is what we don't know. Amen. Amen. Our ignorance is part of our infirmities. Our shortcomings. The Bible calls them, as you say, like our scruples. Alright? It's part of our shortcomings. He says, the, the Spirit helpeth. The word helpeth, see how, the, how it is in, uh, in English, it's just helpeth. If you were speaking today's English, say helps. But the Greek word is very long. Amen. Sunantila banomai. You know, it's a long Greek word. Are you understanding me? So, helps. What is saying that the Holy Spirit comes to carry alongside with us our infirmities. Amen. Are we together? He comes to carry alongside. He won't carry it alone. He won't allow us to carry it by ourselves. He carries it alongside. Amen. Alright. But it helps us. For we know not what we should pray for. As we ought. But the Spirit Himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That means the way the Holy Ghost is helping us is with groanings, hallelujah, 
which cannot be uttered. What does it mean cannot be uttered? He's saying that there is no intelligent speech to express them. Are we together? There is no intelligent speech that we can express them in. There is no, um, there's no word in our vocabulary that can express the depths of what the Holy Ghost is going to communicate through us. So you call them groanings. Some translations say deep sighs. Amen. Deep sighs. Deep sighs. Verse 27. So he says, And he that searcheth the hearts, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession, the Holy Ghost, for the saints according to the will of God. Then verse 28. And we know, Amen, that all things work together for good. In essence, he's saying, that knowing comes from prayer. Amen. And not just prayer, this kind of praying that the Holy Spirit assists. Amen. Are we together? That means that another way to develop consciousness is spending time in prayer. Hallelujah. And it's not just prayer. You know, just some of you, when we say pray, the prayer you know is, Lord, bless my food. What's the other prayer? I remember when we were in the secondary school. They had a prayer because the school had Muslims and Christians, so a federal school. So they, um, the prayer they pray, has, it doesn't have to offend anybody. So they say, I, I still remember the prayer. For the food we're about to eat, we thank thee, O Lord. And everybody says, Amen. So it doesn't offend the Muslim, it doesn't offend the Christian. Are you understanding? For the food we're about to eat, we thank thee, O Lord. <laughs> and some of you, that's the prayer you know today. For the food we are about to eat, we thank the Lord. For the place I'm going to go, I thank the Lord. For the thing I want to do now, I thank the Lord. That's what you know. And then some others know what they call recital prayers. In the sense that they have prayers written out for them. And then they pray out what they be, like a prayer book. Listen. This kind of prayer is not a prayer you can pray out of a prayer book. Is a prayer out of a praying heart. Amen. Are you understand what I'm saying? Now, one of the key things about prayers that induce a new consciousness, they are heartfelt prayers. Amen. So sometimes you might not have words to pray the prayer, but you are praying in other tongues. <sighs> Let me stay here a little. You know, one of the signs that Jesus said, those that believe in him will have, is that in his name, they will speak with new tongues. The new tongues mean that they will have the capacity to communicate in a spiritual language that gives them full expression before God. Alright? Now, on one hand... The prayer does something in the environment. But the other, on the other hand, what the prayer does to the man praying it. That's why Paul, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2 and 4, established something. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. He said, and he, sorry, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Hold on. Go to verse 4. 
In verse 4, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, edifieth who? Himself. What he's trying to say is the personal impacts of praying in tongues. Amen. Did you hear me? The personal impact it brings. Praying in tongues has personal impact on you. Glory to God. He, did, he said he edifies himself. Himself. That means that one of the things that happen when we're praying in tongues is that, see, when you start learning how to pray in tongues, no Christian, no Christian that does not pray in tongues can gather himself spiritually like someone that prays in tongues. Amen? Amen. You know, you, if you don't pray in tongues, you'll be scattered somehow. Because there is something that happens. Praying in tongues is another way of inducing a consciousness. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, it happens. You know, some of you know that sometimes you see, maybe you, you see it more with ministers or preachers or so. Maybe some musician or a gospel a, a music um, minister. Maybe they're about to sing and then they're praying in tongues for a moment before they go up to sing. Why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? What does that do? Okay, you say it's generating power. Not just generating power. It also brings their consciousness to what they're about to minister. Amen. Am I communicating? So, if you really want to develop a blessing consciousness, you have to... Now, after meditating on the blessing, meditating on scriptures, you will spend time praying in tongues. When you come out of that place, now, it's not just that you feel more blessed than how you were before you started praying. No. You are actually... <laughs> more conscious of the blessing. Amen. And you will see more results of that blessing because of that new consciousness. Am I communicating? That's what happens. That's what happens. Now, you see, I have just a few minutes. Now, you know, as a minister of the gospel, I am gifted to do what I do. The, I'm graced to do what I do. The anointing of God's spirit is not on my suit. It is in my spirit. So if I came out here with a pair of boxers and singlets, I will still minister. You are the one that will be distracted. Are you understand what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? It, the, 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 the power of God is in my spirit. But now, there are times where it can come out in a 50% volume. And there are times where it will come out in 100%. Why? It depends on the consciousness with which I came to minister. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So, what will come out is not because of God. Amen. What will come out is the consciousness with which I came to do it. In the same way, you are blessed. But in your place of work, what is coming out might be 50%. Amen. Why is that so? That's the consciousness you are working with in that place. That's the consciousness in which you are doing your business. So, in your office, in your shop, in your business, you, the consciousness of the blessing that you carry is what you are experiencing. So, when you go and meditate and meditate and meditate, and then start praying in tongues, as I said, and you go back to that place, you will be exuding, amen, the blessing to the extent to which you are conscious. Am I communicating? And my prayer for everyone here is that you will function with a blessing consciousness. In Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says there that thou will keep him 
in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Now, see the condition. That perfect peace is a product of your mind stayed. Are you understanding me? Your mind stayed. In praying in tongues, your mind, you, 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 you know, your mind is brought, let me put the word, is arrested at the end of the day. You know, have you had a time where you're praying in tongues and you're still thinking about uh, where you collect money? Okay, yes. You're still thinking. Then, but as you keep praying in tongues over a period of time, after a while, your mind gets involved in what you're doing. Amen. Are we together? I hope that most of you know what I'm talking about. And then your mind is stayed. To be stayed means it is fixed. It's fixed. It's no more roaming. The Bible talks about the one that is unstable. Hallelujah. The Bible used the language double-minded. James called it double-minded. He said a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Meaning that the reason why some things are not, you are unstable in many areas because Satan keeps keeping you double-minded. When you spend time in praying, there's a consciousness that makes you single-minded. Focused. Fixed. Amen. This is what God said to me. Glory to God. This is what God did. This, this is what God is doing. Alright? And then you come out of that place. You are carrying a consciousness with you now. Imagine that every day you are stepping out. You are stepping out to that consciousness. Glory to God. Listen to me. You are the one that determines the, the dimension of miracles you experience in a day. Amen. You are the regulator of the blessings you experience. So, you are experiencing the blessing to the extent that you are conscious. I just took out these two to explain that. Meditating, praying in tongues, and allowing the Holy Ghost to take hold of your spirit with groanings. At this point, let me just add this. Now, when we talk about groanings, it's not the same as just praying in tongues. Groaning is the next level. Hallelujah. And that next level, you are not the one that induces the next level. As you yield to God, the Holy Ghost will come and take over. Are you understand what I'm saying? You cannot just start groaning. You just say, praise the Lord, let's groan. It doesn't happen like that. Groaning is an <laughs> is a spirit-initiated exercise. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Okay? So, what this guru is talking about is something deeper. Now, the Bible says we can speak in tongues. That means that I could decide that I want to speak in tongues now. And then I start speaking in tongues. So, people don't know that that's right. I can start speaking in tongues because I have the ability. I receive the language when I receive the Holy Spirit. I can use it anytime. Can you speak, can you speak English when you want to speak it? I'm asking you. Uh-huh. The same way when you receive the Holy Ghost, He imparted a language into your spirit. Some people think that when the Holy Ghost imparted the language to you, he imparted it in bits. No, no, no. It's full. But as you use it, you become more eloquent in it. Amen. Am I communicating? The point here is that when in tongues, when you pray in tongues, you can do it anytime. But the reason why a lot of believers don't come to the place where the Spirit is coming to help their infirmities with groanings, because He's coming to help with groanings, is that they don't stay long enough for him to come and help. Amen. 
So they say, let's, they say, spent and praying in tongues, they say, yes. Ta 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 ta. Amen. Stay a little longer. Ta 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 ta. Reke paya. Lege zige. Jukre toso. Rapatayada. Stay there. Amen. Stay there. And then, at a point, your mind and your consciousness is in what you are doing. The Holy Ghost will step in. Amen. Glory to God. Some of you know what I, You will know when He has taken over. You will know. You will know. And so, as we're preparing for these seven days of prayer, we're going to be experiencing those groanings that cannot be uttered. Amen. So, at that point, the Holy Ghost is, is, has taken over the prayer, so to speak. That prayer is different. It's different. But I'm saying to you, as it concerns consciousness, that when you come out of that prayer experience, you come out with a new consciousness. When you say someone has an encounter, what is encounter? What does encounter do? An encounter is an experience from God that gives you a new consciousness. Did you hear me? Let me say that again. An encounter is an experience from God that gives you a new consciousness. That's what an encounter is. So I know what, what, what it is. That somebody is, uh, is cowardly and uh, timid and all that and all that. Then in the place of prayer, God visited him. He comes out, he starts talking boldly. There's a new consciousness that God has put in him. You read about Gideon in the Bible. Gideon was hiding in the wine press, threshing wheat in the wine press, hiding from the Midianites. You can find that story in Judges 6. And then an angel appeared to him and said, Mighty man of valor. Call him mighty man of valor. You can look and say, Are you talking to another person? <laughs> Me. I'm the smallest in my tribe. <laughs> I'm not anybody. <laughs> if God, he said, God is with you. He said, If God be with us, where are the miracles our fathers told us of? By the time the angel finished with him, when he came out from that place, they saw a warrior. Are you understanding me? He came out as a warrior. That's an encounter. It brought a new consciousness. I pray that the seven days of prayer and fasting will be seven days of encounter for you. Amen. It will bring new consciousness to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I told people, I said, I had an experience with God. 28th of August, 29th of August especially, 1996. And I keep explaining that how I talk now, how I act now started from that day. Something happened. Glory to God. So, I came out with a new consciousness. I didn't tell anybody what happened to me. But when I stood to speak, everybody knew that something had happened to me. Glory to God. My prayer is that you come out of this with a new blessing consciousness. Amen. Amen. There's a way you cannot talk. There's a way you cannot talk. There's a way, there's a way you cannot talk. And it's, no, there's a difference. I'm not talking about the pride. No. It's just there's a way that you can't talk. Can you imagine that an angel that was sent to GRA is not looking for transport. I know I'm asking you. you just say, uh, 
we'll ask now, we'll ask for transport. An angel cannot think like that. Because anywhere he wants to go, as he thinks it, he arrives. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you understanding me? There's a consciousness. He's not thinking of place as far. Are you understanding me? He's a human being that thinks of a place as far. Amen. Let me end on this note. All of us carry consciousness. How many of you, you see how you walk? You have two ears on your head. Is that not so? Good. If somebody starts talking to you, do you check whether your ears are there? Now, Maxine, do you check whether your ears are there? No. You don't check. If someone says, um, Hey, come, I want to talk to you. You say, Wait. Go ahead. But if there was a problem with your ear and they gave you a hearing aid, you know what happens? What will happen is that someone will be talking to you, then you declare, Oh, you're not hearing. Oh, I need my hearing aid. You are learning a new consciousness. The new consciousness is how to hear with a hearing aid. Are you listening to me? Rise to your feet. Lift your hands toward heaven. And begin to thank Him that you now know how to develop a new consciousness. A consciousness of blessing. Begin to thank Him that you now know how to develop a consciousness of blessing. And that you will see to it that you develop that consciousness. Pray. Just a minute or so. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What are the scriptures you are going to put before your face? What are the scriptures you are going to meditate on and say hey, over and over again to yourself? Until it changes your language, it changes your thinking, it changes your action. Pray in tongues for a moment. Leketuza, Ladas Katalas Katoske. Londo Rosco Prediketos Brigadier Teske. Lebahasha, Talida Hatalakos Brigadier Teske. Is that blessing consciousness that changes how you even give? It changes how you do what you do. It changes how you do relate with people. Glory to God. It changes how you see the relationships around you. Thank you, Father. And let people say loud, Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded.